me. My name is Sridhar Fluttershy, and you're listening to The MBS Show. Hello and welcome to The MBS Show, episode number 42. I'm your host, Norman Sanzo. Joining me today is Daniel Anthony. I've got a test this week, Norman. What am I doing here? I got no idea, but you love the show so much that you're willing to do stuff for the show. Yes, I am. <laughs> so, uh, wow, who is that person? Huh. Well, I guess we have a guest this week, and our guest is Ursula Fluttershy, or better known as Alex. Hello, I just finished my exam, so I'm pretty happy right now. Yay! Yay. Well, one person has an exam, another one is finished, so this is perfect, yin-yang. So Alex, how are you? Not bad. How about you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Somebody asked me something awesome. Oh boy. So anyway, Alex, before we start the show, we have to ask you the four important questions. And question number one is, who is your favorite pony? Um, well, if you couldn't tell from my name, it's obviously Fluttershy. Oh, I thought it was Applejack. <laughs> Good observation. Well, that's random. <laughs> because Applejack is best background pony. Everybody knows that. <laughs> So anyway, there was actually an argument going on on one of the, like uh, on the comments on my video about Applejack being a background pony. What video funny. is that? YouTube fight about Applejack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, um, what video was that? I I looked through your gallery and I don't see any Applejack in there. No, but it was on boring for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, the blue party track. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like I think I think it's because I said like oh like. Uh, all the singers are the main six, except for Fluttershy, because I didn't include any. And then someone was like, oh, you mean the main five, because Applejack doesn't count as a main pony. And then <laughs> the argument started from there. <laughs> it was pretty pretty bad to read. But did you just leave it there just for fun? Yeah, I, I, t- I tend to do that. Like, I don't know. I find, I find like comments like that pretty funny. So, yeah. Well, as long as it's not hurting your video, it's fine then. Yeah. It's getting more views, so might as well. <laughs> Yay, awesomeness. So anyway, um, now we know your favorite pony. What's your favorite episode? I think I'd have to say Sonic Rainbow from season one. Oh, really? No. Uh, yeah, like, I just found it had a really good, like, kind of overall feel to it. And, like, the famous, like, Fluttershy Yay samples from there. So I think it was just, like, a good episode overall. Hmm, awesome, because, well, um, that episode, well, tends to turn most people into bronies. I think the episode that turned me, I guess, into a brony was um, one of the earlier ones, I think. Or Bridal Gossip, I think. Yeah, I, I really like that one. You and so many others. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're or, the third uh, person that I heard from that said Bridal Gossip turned them into, or made them realize that, oh, I love this show. Yeah. Because, I don't know, like, I, I loved all the gags in it, and I, I just really found it really enjoyable, so. Yeah, I too. The crazy cat lady. Oh, she will. She will. Soon. She only has one cat. Give her time. <laughs> My response would be, and so do ten other people I know. They all turned. <laughs> anyway, moving on to my third question. How did you become a fan of the show? It was on the forums of one of the, uh, like, I play a lot of, like, rhythm games, so I go on forums a lot. And there was this one thread about My Little Pony. I was just like, well, like, I first read it, and I was like, wait, what is this? And then there was, like, a link to the first episode, and then I started watching, and I was like, oh, okay, well, this isn't too bad. 
then I eventually just kept on watching episodes, and then before you knew it, I was pretty much done season one. So basically, uh, you went through a forum, look at stuff, and wonder, hmm, what is this? Maybe I should yeah, just pretty much. <laughs> maybe I should just take a look, and hmm, who knows? It might be fun. And so you yeah. actually started from episode one and worked your way to the end in consecutive yeah. order. Wow. Yeah, I did. Because um, I think like season one wasn't over by then. I think it was only like around episode twenty. So I was like, okay, might as well watch them in order. And then I did. And then I don't know, like the first the first two episodes, I was just kind of like, uh, this is okay. Like it's not too bad. And then as I started watching, it just like grew on me. Like I started really liking it. I've noticed something that the first two episodes don't seem to convert people very well, because, even though they're yeah. really good. Yeah, it's good, but it's basically a monster of the week kind of episode. It's more of an adventure based episode instead of yeah. Uh, it's it kind of reminds me of like like Sailor Moon. I don't know if you guys ever watched that, but I, I heard I of it. To. I heard of it. Yeah, yeah, like the same kind of style. So uh, it is interesting, but it doesn't really follow the same kind of flow as the other episodes. I found. Actually, here's a fun fact that you know, Bronies were coined as the Moonies of the twi- the the new generation, the 21st century, because Moonies are the kind of adult males who used to watch Sailor Moon back in the 1990s when it was out, and they were like the Bronies of that decade. But, oh yeah, I can I can see that somewhere. Yeah, but Sailor Moon is basically well, I would say strange because. It's basically a romance story, if you think it about is, it. It is, and um, it has the girly um, stereotype attached to it. Yeah, because the appeal for Sailor Moon is because they had girl-fighting monsters, and they are sexy-looking and stuff. That's why all the guys like it. Okay, okay, I see. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I like Sailor Moon too, but all for the wrong reasons. I'm saying that, is it is it because of, you know, the Sailor Moon being... Not to say the girly stereotype that guys will like, but the girly stereotype that girls like to watch instead. Um, okay, uh, after this, we're going to move on because uh, we're not a Sailor Moon podcast. But <laughs> I think it's because guys like it because it's girl fighting monsters and they transform sexy-like. They have to go naked first and then put on their outfits. And the girls like it because there's this one handsome guy and the girls go for the handsome guy because it's a love story, you know. It, yeah. Basically, it's yeah, any... Sense. Any uh, soap opera that's on TV right now, it's the whole general premise. Almost like Korean drama. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that you put it that way, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's move on. Mm. And my last question is, what do your family and friends think about your love for the show? My friends, like, like they, they just kind of like laugh about it and like kind of tease me like occasionally. But like they're, they're, they're okay with it, so it, it's not really anything bad. Yeah, my family is pretty okay with it too. Like, my, I actually got my brother into it, so he, he, so he likes ponies now. And then my parents, they're just kind of like, okay, sure. Um, it's kind of like different, but okay, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, they're pretty chill about it. Okay, cool. So, no sisters? Uh, no. I have one brother, and that's it. Okay, and you have converted him. Congratulations. Younger or older? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's younger. Okay. I'm yet I to find he's... someone to convert an older brother. <laughs> All the brothers don't tend to do that. You, they yeah, usually go I, I the other way like around. A lot, a lot weirder. It, it'll be cause... a lot weirder, but I would like to see how you know if anyone younger can convert someone older. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, that's what the show did already because most of the people working on the show are quite young. Um, example, Dusty Cat, he's forty-four, and he got converted by the show staff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's correct. That's right. That's um true, but I mean. 
let's go in the sibling style, you know, like, I don't think younger brothers or younger sisters, or younger sisters maybe, but brothers, I don't know. Yeah, they don't really have too much power over their older brothers, like, in my opinion. True. Because I've heard stories of people, like, the older brother caught the younger brother watching and like, what the hell are you doing? And then the secret is like, okay, I need to know why he's into this. So anyway, let's move on. Thanks for answering my four questions, Alex. Um, hope they were not intrusive or offensive. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay, so let's move on to the next topic. And the next topic is housekeeping. So in today's housekeeping, our friends Alpha Brony and Five Iron Brony from Brony Time just gave me a message. And they want us to promote their YouTube page. More specifically, a video. It's about the Bronies for Good project for Awesome 2012. So it's a YouTube video. What is it? I guess you should go watch it yourself. Link will be provided in the show notes. And in the next housekeeping, Christmas is almost here. And have you gotten Michelle Krieber's Christmas album yet? If you want to get her album, you can find it at cdbaby.com slash artist slash Michelle Krieber. And while you're over there, you can still get her first album, Timeless Song of a Century. So, who here has already gotten the albums? I know I do. Daniel? I don't. <laughs> oh, oh. Neither do I. Oh, you should get Christmas is Almost Here, and her Christmas album is good. You can get it digitally, 9 Christmas her... is almost here, but you know what is here? My exams! <laughs> oh, Alex doesn't have exams. Why can't you yeah. be like Alex? Oh, oh I, should, I should consider it. <laughs> I mean, you're in Canada, you can like probably just hop on over to her place and pick one up. <laughs> Wait, is she Canadian? Yeah, she is. Yeah, Michelle Krieber's Canadian. Oh, I didn't know that. Now you know. The more you yeah, know. The more you know. Okay, anyway. You should we... do a song with her. That'd be pretty cool. It'll be right. amazing. Uh, before I make this show any more, any more worse, let's move on to news time. <laughs> and in today's news time, here is your opportunity to work at DHX. Are you an experienced animator who knows how to work Flash? Well, if you are, I've got good news for you. The people at DHX are looking for animators to work on such shows as packages from Planet X, Palm Puppies, and My Little Pony. So if you're great with Flash and what a job, try sending them your resume and a link to your online portfolio to them. Links can be found in the show notes. So who here is good with Flash? I tried it once, and I wasn't too great at it, but it was for, like, school, I think, some business project, but... Business yeah, project? Really yeah, um, it was, like, back in grade nine, so it was just this really simple business thing that you create, like, a little text thing in Flash, and <laughs> I'm really bad at Flash. Oh, uh, but Daniel, are you good with Flash? Absolutely not. I can just do like flying words, flying text, flying pigs, like stuff like that, whatever. I can't put a pony in flesh because the last time I did it, I had to import stuff. And of course, I don't know what happened. It just stopped working after a while. So, yeah, technology hates me. Oh, man. I wanted someone who knew what to do in flesh so I could just say, I know a guy from the show. I know what to do. I know what to do in flesh. I just don't know how to do it. Oh, well, c'est la vie then. Oh, um... But I'm looking for an internship and I can't find one. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I got no idea. Anyway, um, if you're outside of the Vancouver area or outside of Canada, um, tough luck because they want Canadian locals, I think. And in the next news, Daniel, why don't you take this one? Yes, sir. And so, TV Guide's Best Fans Contest, the results are out. They have been announced. 
And so, a few weeks ago, TV Guide did their Best Fans Contest. Some of the nominees included Star Trek, True Blood, Firefly, and My Little Pony. So now in the results, coming in third place is The Walking Dead. Second place is Doctor Who. And of course, first place, we wouldn't be announcing this if it wasn't the case, it's My Little Pony. Yay. So it looks like we are the greatest fans for any show in 2012. <laughs> well, there, there's not really much doubt about that, because... Like, I don't really see much Doctor Who or Walking Dead, like, remixes or art as much, at least as much as My Little Pony. True. But, like, and the thing is that the, most of the Walking Dead and um, Doctor Who works of art that I've seen are all done by bronies. Your <laughs> <laughs> crossovers. Yes, exactly. You know, um, Doctor Who and My Little Pony, um, first and second. Well, I, I have to say that because of My Little Pony, Doctor Who've got a lot of hits. That's, yes, that's all I have to say. BBC and DHX Media come together, they'll be unstoppable. Yeah. I just want a special where... Who's the current Doctor? Um, number 11? Uh, who's the guy? I forget whatever his name is. I, I want him to somehow get teleported in Equestria and, like, do something. Like Doctor Who's at the assistant. Yeah. Not really that, but make it official. But, oh, no. Some, we... Something like that to happen in a canon episode. Yeah, but I, I don't think so we can because... Here's the thing that I remember people from the show said. Um, the background ponies, they're your creation. It's your thing to work with, to mess with. And we better not disturb what you already built. Ah, uh, okay. So I can understand. So maybe having an official canonized Doctor Who's is not a good thing. You know yeah, what I mean? that's true. Yep. Because like, uh, a lot of the background ponies, like, like even like Octavia and like Vinyl Scratch and all of them, like they were given like personalities from like all the fans and stuff. And if, like, a canon episode comes out and they're, like, completely opposite of what they're, like, the fanning is supposed to be, then a lot of people would be like, oh, no, they ruined our fanfics and stuff. True. Especially with Derpy. Because, yeah. Yeah. um, Derpy... Derpy was an awesome character, but somehow, miscommunication, her voice was not the same, and then people got mad... Yes. And according to a rumor mill that I saw recently, apparently it was, I can't remember, Google Plus or Reddit, it said that Hasbro is phasing out Derby, as in she's appearing oh, much um, less often right now. That that was uh, that was actually a hoax. Oh, it was a like hoax. It was, it was discovered to be a hoax, so okay, it wasn't okay. official or anything. Yeah, but if you do notice, Derby is showing up less in the show. She is. That's true. Yeah, but... I, I don't know, I mean, it's like headcanon. She's working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, if... but I'm surprised she didn't deliver that letter to Rainbow Dash. She's like, nah, come nah, on, nah, nah. See, see, Rainbow Dash yeah. is in Just send that letter. No, no, no. See, see, it's hit cannon. You're you're getting confused with hit cannon and stuff because Derpy, as all we know, she could be anything in canon. Don't she get... was delivering that mail one time though, like when she dropped it on Twilight's head. Well, she basically she was a delivery pony, um, more or less a courier person, but. Like FedEx kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But we're con- we're getting things confused with Canon and Fennon. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, I, I have a topic to mind to do that, but not now, because we have you. And if you're looking for the links on Equestria Daily and the details about the TV Guys Best Fans contest, including a whole list of all the winners, you can find all these links in the show notes. Alright, thank you then. So, moving on to the next topic, MLP Facts of the Week. I think we need to do a song for this one. Anybody can think of an idea for a song because we need a jingle. This is fun. 
So anyway, did you guys know Big Macintosh name was originally supposed to be Big Apple? However, it was changed for copyright reasons. Uh, that would be pretty weird, having a pony called Big Apple. I don't know then why. What, then what will Big Macintosh be? <laughs> I got Bigger Macintosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Big Apple, Um, besides the obvious New York reference, what is it copyright of? I don't, I don't know. I, don't know I would like to know as well. Big Apple. Yeah. Because that's just like a random kind of thing. Unless I'll get through Lloyd Webber coined the term and copyrighted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's surprising because um, if they got Big Apple, w- would it sound better? Like, I kind of like Big Macintosh better than Big Apple. Yeah, yeah, I think it just fits better with his character. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just thinking it's just a name, character, could be anything you want. But mm-hmm. the name Big Apple, it doesn't sound nice. Yeah. Because you got Applejack. You got Apple Bloom. Oh, I see what they're trying to do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you no, got... I don't. I don't care. I don't follow through. Okay, you got Applejack, Apple Bloom. Yes. And the obvious one would be Big Apple. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Granny Apple. So you see the apple puns there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Granny Smith is a, is an apple pun. In is, yeah. Yeah, but... Mm, yeah. Even so Brayburn is Big Macintosh. Even Braeburn is an apple pun. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure everything is an apple pun. Yeah, but it's, it's the name. They would like to use uh, Big Apple. It's much better. I don't know. Maybe maybe you got a cousin from New York. Who knows? <laughs> Manhattan, not New York. Manhattan is Manhattan. It's New York. <laughs> it's New York. New York. Ah, uh, New York. <laughs> and they'll have some, like, episode when Applejack gets a visit from the future. And who are you? And I'm like iMac. <laughs> okay, that's bad. Anyway, let's move Very on. Very bad, I know. <laughs> let's move on. Did you guys know that Claire Corlett is the voice of Sweetie Belle? And she is the daughter to Ian James Corlett, the original dub voice for Goku from Dragon Ball Z. I never actually watched Dragon Ball Z back in the day. Like, a lot of my friends did. And I think I, I probably saw, like, a couple episodes, but I wasn't really a big follower of it. Oh, okay. Never mind. This is what happens in awesome rents in a family. True, true. And last but not least, did you guys also know that Ashley Ball and Tara Strong are the only main voice actors that have not provided voice for previous generations of MLP? Really? Yep. I think, yeah, I think I heard something about, like, all, all the other ones. Like, they're, I think, seasons 3 and 3.5 or something. Yep. If I, mean, I understand what Tara Strong, but Ashley, I thought she was. No, no, she didn't. Well, I think that's a good addition, though, because they're both really good voice actresses. Yeah, so. true. But thinking about it again, Generation uh-huh. 3 and yeah. 3.5s were not really good. So it's a mixed bet, I think. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on to better stuff. It's this week's episode. Yay, we're going to review it. So Yay. we're going to review Season 3, Episode 7, Wonderbot Academy. So who here have seen the episode? Me. Then? Watched it right through, had to rewatch certain parts because of awesome. <laughs> so I'm guessing everybody did then, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So we start off with everybody pick, uh, going to a picnic under Rainbow Dash's house. Also known as the Cloudominium from the game. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's called the Cloudominium. Rainbow Dash stays in a condo. But anyway, um, all the ponies are having a picnic under her house. And we got to see a very excited Pinky. And getting worried about Rainbow Dash not getting into the Wonderball Academy. She bounces when she's worried. <laughs> she always bounces. 
So it makes you wonder, in the smile song when she bounces, is she worried all the time? I think she just bounces all the time, regardless of whether she's worried or not. <laughs> even when Cranky likes it, even when Cranky was like, leave me alone, and she's continued bouncing, but just slower. <laughs> Fine. Fine, then she just caught up with him. <laughs> okay, anyway, let's move on. So, uh, Rainbow Dash is not worried, and to prove her point, she made a cloud slide. Awesome. And when the male pony came, everybody thought it was going to be derpy. I too, I wish, but I knew it wasn't going to be. I actually had a feeling it was either going to be derpy or that very slenderish pony with a hard stamp for a cutie mark. Yeah, but don't think so. It's somebody else. And it's airmail. Looking by the character, he got wings. It's a Pegasus male pony. Oh, yeah. And oh, it looks okay. totally different from the regular ponies. So it's this, guy. Yeah, it's a guy one thing, but it looks like he is... Uh, I'm guessing he is... A uh, Clousdale male pony instead of your average Ponyville male pony? I can't really tell that the emblem on his head is the Wonderbolts emblem. I don't think it is, but he's like probably the official courier for them. Or it could be oh, just. Or it could be just your Clousdale male pony because you know each zone has different mail systems. So Rainbow Dash opens mail, read the mail, and she did not make it. Psych, she did. And I was like, she didn't make it, and I'm like, why did they call this episode Wonderbolt Academy then? It's a spoiler. Oh, sh- the title is a spoiler. Oh, Rainbow Dash got to you. Yay. And then Kami, I'm like, Rainbow Dash cut the crap. <laughs> but uh, you you know Rainbow Dash. That's her way of saying I'm awesome. Yeah. But anybody here thinks that Pinkie Pie is a little bit too um, attached to Rainbow Dash? I would like a hug like that anytime. I mean, but it's too attached. Like, oh my god. Like, um, fanfic writers are going to have a ball with that. Oh yeah. So anyway, once she's ready to go, she left off to, well, to the academy. And here is one funny thing I noticed. Pinkie Pie with a megaphone and screaming out of her lungs. Like, she can already scream so loud. I think the only thing louder than that would be Luna screaming into a microphone. Yeah, true. <laughs> With your royal cantula voice. Oh, there's a comic about that I noticed yeah, today. Yeah, I, I saw it, and I was like, oh my god, that's so funny. After the intro, we get to see Rainbow Dash flying to the Academy, which is on a tall hill, or a mountain. I, I got no idea what you call that. You can't do a runway on a cloud, that's why. They're Pegasus, why would they need a runway? When Earth ponies want to come visit. <laughs> really? And if they're, like, on that kind of boat thingy that Rarity launched in from Canterlot, you know, that thing needs a place to land. <laughs> oh, well, whatever it is, we get to see most of the Wonderbolts in action. And, well, if you're keeping an eye out for Derpy, I don't think so she's in this one. Yeah, I didn't see her either. Yeah, but somebody did point out a Doctor Who's in this episode. Really? Yeah, he was near the titles. Not really the title, but near the episode title. Okay, okay. Gotta go look out for that. Yeah, but people say, how how did he get up there? He's an earth pony. Some people seem to forget that he also was a Pegasus. Remember um, oh, yeah. Sonic Rainbow? Once, once he was. I'm pretty sure they are Sonic Rainbow. So anyway, we get to see the cadets and cool flying ponies. And well, uh, in the cadet line, we get to see Raindrop, who is that girl that teased Fluttershy. Oh. And also we get to see Snowflake. Cloudcatcher? I think so. Not sure. And There's that steroids pony. Yeah. 
snowflake. Then here comes Spitfire. And in Honestly, this... when I heard about this episode, I was hoping for at least like a cameo from Firefly. You know that's not going to happen, right? Why not? Copyright. Yeah, that's the reason why they changed it to Rainbow Dash. Mm-hmm. I mean, not no names involved, but something like the character and the cutie mark just appearing in a G4 okay. style. Well, I don't think so, because they need to do a lot of things, and she would almost look like Rainbow Dash, and... Well, there's a lot of reasons there, but eh, I'm not behind the scenes, so I got no idea. And here comes Spitfire. Spitfire looks, well, serious. And this is her new voice in this episode. The first time I saw that, I was like, that's not Spitfire. I'm not believing it. That is not Spitfire. Yeah, yeah I was kind of sad to change the voices too. Well, I wouldn't say it's a bad voice, but it's interesting. I honestly didn't like her perpetual PMS date right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ponies have emotions too, but... Um, on a side note, uh, Annelie Heed, she's the voice actress for Swedish Spitfire, and I think she's got it locked for this one. Oh yeah. She got I'll it locked for shine. this. <laughs> yes, I can speak. So anyway, um, basically Spitfire is your um, normal drill sergeant kind of character. Very loud, very blah blah blah. And, and until now, you know that if you look at the whole row of ponies standing... There's this pink one with a yellowish mane. Yeah? If you remove her wings, I swear I cannot get the image of that being Amy Keating Rogers out. It is. It is Amy Keating no, Rogers? No, sorry, not Amy, but the voice actress who played... Andrew Lippmann. Yeah. That's Andrew yeah. Lippmann's pony? Yeah. No, no. Um, no. That's the character. She voiced for the character. Oh, okay, okay. And then people asked her if that was her like pony, and she was like, yeah. I remember her saying that that character, is, she voices for it, but I'm not 100% it's her. But if it's her, awesome! Now we got Sip C in the show and her in the show. Who's next? Manopony? That would be awesome. <laughs> but anyway, um, this character, the pink blonde pony, basically oh. is a recolor of Twilight. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Blossom Fort, I think. Blossom Fort is white. Yeah, but it's also a recolor. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, like. is also a so anyway, let's move on before this gets too long. Um, we got <laughs> Snowflake. Um, how does he fly with those tiny wings? Steroids. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, the <laughs> anyway, moving on, we get... Red Bull. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Anyway, uh, moving on, we got this one character. Um, who is her name? Boy, golly, I forgot. Anybody remember the new character? Uh, that, what, um, lightning dust? Yeah, Lightning Dust. Yeah, Lightning Dust. And, wow, is she a show-off character? Almost like Rainbow <laughs> Dash. Hmm, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Actually, another thing I also realized is that there is a black-colored pony in the lineup. And this is the first time I've actually seen a pony that's not technically in a pastel color in the you show. You mean black-colored? That character has been done. It's... Um, Underlay. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't noticed him properly until this episode because... Thunderlin is the guy who got sick. Remember? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh my gosh. I'm not paying attention when I watch this show. I need to have a step of my game. <laughs> but still, like, it's like, you don't really see a lot of these non-pastel colored ponies. That's true, yeah. True, true. So... I mean, King Sombrero doesn't count, but... Yeah. <laughs> King Sombrero! Okay, anyway, moving on. Pitfire gives them 500 lap because Lightning Dust wants to prove herself. So, if somebody wants to prove herself, everybody needs to prove themselves. 
So 500 laps around the track or clouds? I got no idea. It just reminds me of that scene from Mulan. Thanks to your friend Ping, you're going to sit here picking up every single grain of rice. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Anywho, um, um, 500 laps. They, well, one more lap to go, they race. And if you do notice, Thunder Dust's um, speed trail is really cool. Yeah. Lightning Dust, sorry, not Thunder Dust. So from this point on, we can see that um, Lightning Dust and Rainbow Dash are going to be best friends. Or will they? <laughs> expected it to be, actually. It's like, these two are a match made in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to Pinkie Pie checking out the mailbox. Do you know anybody who is like this? Like, who is obsessively checking mailboxes just because they're afraid that uh, mail might come and be scared of stuff? I'm not like, really scared, but like, because I, I do a lot of online shopping, so I like to be the first to get it as soon as it comes. But I don't obsessively check it, I just sit in the house and wait. But anyway, um, Applejack tells Pinkie Pie, you want to join me? at Twilight's because Twilight might do a new spell. And, well, Pinkie Pie is interested, but she's afraid that mail might come. So, no, she's going to stay and open and close the mailbox, even though she knows there's no mail pony around her. <laughs> uh, that's just like what we talked about with uh, Jack's play, was it? And just like, you go to the fridge and open it. No food. <laughs> Five minutes later, go to the fridge and open it. Still no food. Uh, I think Pinkie Pie is um, suffering from short-term memory. <laughs> Oh, that, that was with Jesse Carlson, sorry. So anyway, um, moving on to the next scene is the Dizzytron. Yes, everybody's wondering what is behind that cloak or cloth or whatever you want to call it. So it's like so round or like some big ball or balloon or something. Or what have you got yeah. to do with it? Yeah, I, I thought it was just a hypnotizing thing where um, somebody just look, yeah, yeah, stare at it and get dizzy and then fly, but. Huh, this is much better. I never want to be that machine ever. Yeah. yeah. And first pony up is uh, Andrea Pony. Poor thing. 15 seconds. Still good, I think. Next up is Rainbow Dash, and she did it in 6 seconds. And then Lightning Dust, who is at top speed max and did it in 6.5. Pretty I good. I was in like Shadow Bolt mode already. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's good, it's good. So after the the chi forces can kill you, but they're ponies. They, should they make war- they should have a warning before the show. Like those kind of the, do they do on Jackass and Viva La Bam and stuff. Yeah, but the thing is, attempt. yeah, but the thing is, this is the cartoon, and everybody knows ponies are made out of dark matter. <laughs> My physics presentation. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, um, after the whole deal with the Dizitron, Spitfire will pick who will be. Wing Pony and who will be Lead Pony? Was it Lead or Head? I forgot. Lead, I think. Yeah, so who will be Lead Pony? And being overconfident Rainbow Dash, she thought that she will get the spot. But no, she's paired up with Lightning Dust. And being she Rainbow Dash. She was so cocky when she had it as well. It's like, who wants to be my Wing Pony? Like, you better check the list. Oh no. It actually made me think of, you know, that movie called Sky High? Hero and sidekick. Yeah. That kind of pairing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Could be, but that one was a show about sidekicks and... Yeah. And a school high up in the clouds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well... uh, Uh, But you can fly. 
Yeah, but well, however you want to look at it. So anyway, um, Rainbow Dash goes to Spitfire's office and asks why was she not the lead pony? And Spitfire's explanation was, you did not push yourself. Lightning does like to push herself. So now, go. I'm busy stamping um, pictures, posters, autographing them. Who does that at work? Seriously. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, well, maybe Tara Strong, but... <laughs> no comment there. But anyway, here's an interesting thing. At first, I thought that Rainbow Dash didn't like becoming partners with Lightning Dash because she wanted to compete with her, but having them together would be an unstoppable team. But, huh, I, I guess she like, won- I can really feel where Rainbow Dash is coming from because if you think you're fit for a leader, most likely you actually are. Yeah, but the thing is, um, Spitfire here has more experience and she knows what she's doing, so I won't hold it against her, but I don't know. I think actually it's more she's the stereotypical um, school teacher. It's more like, you know, she does a better job than you, you know. You're never going to be as good as her, so yeah. For me, I think Spitfire here knows what she's doing, so she paired them up together because, well, first they... They work well together. They have top speed. They have the motivation to go better. But Rainbow Dash doesn't push herself. So she paired them up together so that, well, one might rub off on the other. Like Lightning does extreme personality where she pushes herself, might rub off on Rainbow Dash. And how Rainbow Dash always... I don't know. In this episode, Rainbow Dash doesn't really show her loyalty or good nature in this one. And not yeah, until the end. Her, her element, you mean? Yeah, not until the end. So it's anyway, like, you know, Spitfire just took off her glasses to talk to Rainbow Dash. Was like, what reference is that? You know, where people take off their glasses to talk to you. It's like, there's a lot, I guess. There's a lot. But anyway, yeah. um, moving on. This is the flag hunt. RVB, red versus blue. And on the red team, we got Andrea Pony and Snowflame. Yeah. Mission begins in ten seconds. <laughs> And on the blue team, we got Rainbow, um, Rain Cloud and what was it, Thunderlane? So anyway, um, we got blue team Rainbow Dash and Thunderlane, um, Thunder Dust, seeing Thunder and Lightning at the same time. So their goal is to catch the other team's flag, which could be fun, but Spitfire needs them to be competitive and make it not fun. Why be a jerk? And then Rainbow Dash actually clipped her wing. I was like, oh, dang, ouch. Yeah, but because she doesn't know how to fly, unlike Lightning Dust. <laughs> uh, but still, Lightning Dust doesn't work well with others. So anyway, moving on to the next scene. It's, well, it's the gang. Worry about Pinkie Pie. Still opening and closing the mail. After, what, three days? Yeah, three days. Mrs. Cake and Mr. Cake are... Must be happy that she's not working, is she? <laughs> well, less labor. I don't think how you can be happy when your people don't come to work. It's Does sarcasm, my friend. There, yeah, she works at uh, Sugar Cube Corner and she lives up on Sugar Cube Corner. And it's like, um, you open and close the mailbox. Like, your employee is right outside your office checking for the mail <laughs> in five seconds. I think, it, I, I think Mr. and Mrs. Cake are used to it by now. So anyway, Pinkie Pie gave a great idea, sending a care package to Rainbow Dash. And this is the first time I heard about a care package. All, all I knew about care package was 
in COD where you. <laughs> yeah. So Cabbage is a real word then. I did yes. not know that. Even Brody for Good did it. You know that care package. Not Brody for Good. I'm sorry. The one for Kiki's fun. The project was called Kiki's Care Package. Huh, I did not know that. Seriously. So, um, well, they're going to do a care package. And here's the paranoia that Pinky has. It's three days. Rainbow Dash doesn't write to them and automatically thinks, oh, Rainbow Dash has forgotten about us. How does that work, Pinkie Pie? She thinks Rainbow Dash has the same short-term memory loss that she has when checking the mailbox. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, boy. That's picky logic for you. Pinky. And knowing how Finn can get to Rainbow Dash very easily, I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, the next scene and is the obstacle course. And in, in the obstacle course, we get to see that how Thunder Lane... Sorry, not Thunder Lane. Um, lightning does... But I said Thunder and Lightning. They work well together. Why don't they pair them up? So anyway... Um, if they pair up, who do you think Rainbow Dash should go with? Angelic and Pony. Okay, what? <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, anyway, um, Tan- Lightning, <laughs> oh god, Lightning does. She's really impatient and she always thinks about herself than the others. And it shows really here. Agree? No agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And uh, how do uh, you that pushing yourself a little further? I mean, there's a limit between. Owning the competition by pushing yourself and owning the competition by sabotaging others. Yeah. Yeah, but that's lightning dash. Hey! Actually, that's life. <laughs> so, in the We're next. We're all guilty of it. <laughs> I'm not sure. But anyway, in the next scene, it's the cloud busting scene where cadets are required to bust clouds. And in this scene, um, snow. I was hoping for a 10 seconds flat reference again. I don't know. In this scene, um, Snowflake really busts clouds with his teeth. Ah. Yeah. And why do some of the ponies have hard time busting clouds? Is it that hard? Let's just say well, if Rainbow Dash gives you a buck, you don't want to be there. <laughs> uh, Strong enough, one kick and poof. Yeah, but it looks like Team uh, Lightning Dash did a good job. They, they clear out the clouds faster than the rest of the cadets. With the tornado. No, before that. Before that. Before that, okay. Yeah, and Lightning uh, does wanted things to be faster, so she suggested that we do a tornado. And at first, Rainbow Dash didn't... She wanted to blow away the competition kind of thing. Yeah, but Panda... It's just busting everybody's clouds. Yeah, yeah. indeed. But the deal here is Rainbow Dash thought that it was not a good idea, but since... She was not the lead and wanted to be more like Lightning Dust. She agreed with it and did the tornado. And, and uh, was it reluctant because she was thinking she was thinking about Spitfire the whole time? It's like, I want to be the leader. Yeah, oh, yeah. She was thinking about Spitfire and how she did not get the lead because she was not willing to push herself. But this is just reckless. Hey! So after the scene the tornado whirl up and lightning dust can't control it at all. And she lose control, gets flings out of the tornado, and the tornado goes AWOL. Yeah. And then there goes Twilight's balloon. Yeah. <laughs> if so anybody next, seen... so the next ep- The opening of the next episode will be different, you know? <laughs> she doesn't have the balloon anymore. <laughs> She's like got a parachute or something. <laughs> 
Yeah, but anyway, um, all of her friends get flown off and falling to her doom. And Rainbow Dash, in all her awesomeness, goes to rescue them. Which was a really good move, because I was expecting, come on, another Sonic Rainbow. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. But... She needs a Sonic Rainbow! <laughs> here, here's the thing, here's something confusing about the clouds. Like, Rainbow Dash whirls around a cloud, makes it compact, and the ponies jump it from it. Spring. Yeah, I mean... How does that even work? What What's the logic there? Does anybody know what she did? Please explain it to me. Because, like, normally, only Pegasus ponies can, like, walk on clouds. So I'd assume it would only work on, like, Fluttershy. But then all of them, like, bounced on it. I was like, whoa. I think Twilight yeah. would have just casted that, you know, that spell that she casted. In yeah. Because just to play safe, you bring... Yeah, that makes sense. Ponies in a balloon up to God knows how many feet above sea level. If anybody falls, it's fatal. <laughs> So basically, what you're saying is that Rainbow, sorry, um, that Twilight Sparkle did the walking on cloud spell beforehand. I suppose yeah. so. I think, okay. I think it's like standard protocol. Every time you want to go to cloud steal that balloon. Oh, yeah, okay. I I, I can accept that. Existed. I can accept that. And well, um, during the save, everybody gets carried by other ponies, and Thunderlane got lucky with Rarity. And why is Rarity really enjoying herself? Yeah, and Fluttershy like, I don't know who Cloud 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 Kicker was uh, okay. Fluttershy, she's like, <laughs> I can fly. Why don't you fly, Fluttershy? Ah, uh, Fluttershy, you so shy. And Twilight can self levitate. Um, as we've seen in the season premiere. Yeah, but levitating herself is not easy. Anyway, um, to save your life, you better do it. <laughs> Uh, I think she would do a teleport. I, I, this is just a test. This is just a test. It's pretty hard to do it when you're falling at like 50 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Could be. But it's just a test. It's just a test. So anyway, after saving her friend's life, Rainbow Dash goes to Spitfire and says she quits. And after quitting, well, this is hard because it's always been your dream to join uh, the Wonder Balls. And quitting just because to stand up to your friends and... Wow, she, she made a hard choice. Uh, I don't know what to say. But I think that's where her element of loyalty like, shown through in the episode. True, true. It, it's hard to say because you're loyal to your friends, but you ditched your, your dream. education or your dream. Yeah, that's true. So you... To, so. Is it that you're saying, you know, you, to be loyal, you have to ditch something and be more loyal no, to others? No, no, no. You're missing the point then. Because the thing is... If you want to achieve your dream at the cost of your friends, it's not worth it then. Because you're sacrificing your friends just because you need to be at top on top. And the way that Thunder... Sorry, uh, the way Lightning does do it, it's a bit too reckless. Okay. And I think that Rainbow Dash sees that if being reckless gets rewarded, I don't want to be a, a Wonderbolt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And do you think that Lightning Dacia got is thrown out or is she reprimanded and sent to a room without a meal? Suspension. Well, she flying license revoked. <laughs> She's a like, It doesn't really show it, right? So I guess it's left up for interpretation. Mm-hmm. But there are those like two like police ponies that are like escorting her, so I guess you can kind of assume she's getting kicked out, but um... I hope not, because she has potential and Yeah. Do you think she'll make a return later in the season or probably the series? 
Um, I hope so. Yeah, we could hope so. She she does have potential, but um, how do I put this? She does have potential. I would like to see her in a future episode. Um, basically, what I want from her is another Trixie. Yeah, oh, like, like a that kind of, kind of thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think yeah. she'll come back with a more vengeance side? Could be because she's the type of character that would hold a grudge. Ah yes. So anyway, um, after. Well, take it up with Snowflake since you last. Uh, so anyway, after the whole scene, Rainbow Dash becomes team leader and, well, fly off. But she and, has to lead a team, so... Maybe. Yeah, but there's That's an RVP, true. there's a red and blue team. But there's an even number of points. Yeah, but she's the odd one out. Unless Fluttershy, like, joins in and... <laughs> no. So anyway, um, with that, Fluttershy flies off and Pinkie oh, Pie... Oh, Rainbow Dash flies sorry. off. Sorry. <laughs> Given um, that Fluttershy actually can fly faster than Rainbow Dash, it's been proven a few times already. Not really. You're, I, I'm guessing you're talking about season two, episode two, right? Yes. She's she can do Rain- it while towing a balloon. No, Rainbow Dash got, um, Rainbow Dash was weighted by two other ponies. Fluttershy was weighted by a freaking balloon. You know oh. how much drag that is? Not that much. Anyway, ponies are made out of black matter. Uh, that's the that's the whole thing for this session. Black, uh, dark matter. It solves any problem. So anyway, um, last scene, Pinkie Pie shouts at Rainbow Dash, Hey, I got your care package. Open it. You didn't even open your care package. Like, fail. Whatever left of it. So anyway, that's the review. I think we did bad. So guys, what do you think of the episode? I think it was fine. I think it was fine. Like, I think the ending was a bit rushed. But other than that, I, I liked it. True. Um, it was an awesome episode. Out of five? Before we give our re- um, scores, let's give our thoughts. So, Dan, what do you think about the episode? Well, it was, uh, okay, from a personal point of view, another episode that really, really can attack me very, very hard because um, another thing that can relate to my university life, just like Lesson Zero, something about pushing yourself or sabotaging others and stuff like that. So this is something that really appeals to me a lot. So... Yeah, something that will hit out at especially younger bro. Let me see, younger bronies. Am I considered younger? No, I'm not. So um, yeah, considered like something that will reach out to students who are bronies as well, especially students like me. Kido, kido, okay. So Alex, what do you think? I I, I found it was pretty good too. Like the introduction of like all the new characters and lightning dust. It sets up some interesting opportunities. Like I it, personally, I really liked it. Um, the ending was a bit too rushed for me because like she just kind of like got the leader position and then flew off like little, like literally 20 seconds before the episode ended so I was like okay it's kind of rushed and like I'm interested to see like where this goes though cause like are we gonna are we ever gonna know what happened like is she gonna become Wonderbolt or whatever cause during the next episode everyone's probably just gonna forget about it and <laughs> like it's not gonna happen true, true. Yeah, so like true. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where they're going with this so and now we can have that hit cannon where's Rainbow Dash off training yeah, yeah. Well, it does explain a lot. Hey, where's Rainbow Dash? She's not in this episode. Oh, Rainbow Dash is at the Wonderball Academy doing stuff. And then you stuff. have an episode based during the night time and she's not there. <laughs> well, I like the episode because of the lesson near the end because it's it's a hard thing to choose. To choose uh, the your loved ones or to choose your dreams It's always a hard thing to pick because... Hey, it's always been your dream to be a Wonderbolt. And then 
once the dream is almost there, you have to give it up because of something much bigger than your dreams. I actually expected her to completely quit so that, you know, it's like the, fa- the factor of continuity that, a, that an episode should probably reset itself at the end of the episode so that there's nothing to carry forward to it. But I noticed yeah, that's ponies something. have been going towards more continuity now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Sorry, you were saying something? Uh... Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I agree. Like, I was expecting her to just quit. I wasn't expecting the end. She did quit. She did quit. Well, but... like, I mean, like, just, like, completely quit. Get though. the re-offer. Here's the thing. If Rainbow Dash just walks away, like, drop mic and walks off stage, she would look like a jerk. And how the how the season's been treating her lately? She, no, she's already a jerk. She's already a jerk. She doesn't need yeah. to be that much of a jerk anymore. True, true. So, overall, I like the lesson on this episode. It really... How do I put this? It works on so many levels. You can look at it as easy as how it is, or you can... Take it as complex as how complex you want to make it be. It works on so many levels. So, as for scores, uh, Dan, what do you give it? I'm going at a 3.8 out of 5 because of PMS Spitfire. I prefer it with somebody else, actually, to be honest. I know she's captain and all, but I think, you know, she had that nice personality that kind of got sort of ruined in this episode. You have to remember, all drill sergeants are jerks. Yeah, yeah I think well, that, like... Could- She's, she's the captain. I didn't expect the captain and the drill sergeant to be the same person. It should have been someone else, in my opinion. Yeah. That's true. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, a captain or a dual drill sergeant, like, they're going to be hard while they're actually working. But, like, in their off time, like, at the gala, for example, they're going to be, like, a lot more chill. So you can still kind of have this kind of, like, I guess, dual personality kind of thing. Like, one when she's on work and one when she's off work. Yeah, yeah that makes true. sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, Alex, what about you? I think I'd give that a solid four. Oh, cool. Yeah. A solid four. Any reason? Um, well, it was just overall a really enjoyable episode, I found. So, yeah. Okay, cool. As for me, I'll give it a four out of five falling ponies. Hey, four out of five. Hey, it's true. Everybody, every, nobody uses decimals but me. Because I don't like using decimals because it's a silly <laughs> way to do stuff. Well, five numbers is not enough for me. Ugh, I like doing five because it's easy to count. Anyway, I give it a four out of five falling ponies. And it would be much higher on the list if they have derpy in it, but hey, who cares? Oh, yeah. So it'll be five? If there's derpy in it. <laughs> so anyway, um, that was our review. I think we did bad, but hey, um, <laughs> mostly it was me talking, that's why. <laughs> I'm guessing that this next segment is going to be 120% better because it's guest time. And our guest for this week is Alex, or Assertive Fluttershy. So how are you? Having fun yet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. It's been pretty fun talking to you guys. Awesome. I'm sorry for the derps because I derp a lot. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay. So, Alex, um, mind introducing yourself and what you do to the people out there who do not know you? Okay. Well, um, I'm Assertive Fluttershy. I make music. That's pretty much it. I think I've been I've been in the uh, Balloon Party album, so you might have heard of me from there. I think that's where all, most of my viewers should come from. But yeah, if you haven't, then check me out at YouTube.com/slash/AssertiveFlutterShy. Awesome. We'll add in a link to the show notes. So anyway, time for Q and A. Okay. So, Assertive. Um, how long have you been doing this? Um, 
Well, I've been producing music for over four years now. I started uh, quite a while ago when I was pretty young. Um, I wasn't really serious about it back then, though. Um, it was pretty much all just kind of just fooling around with FL Studio, toying with stuff. I didn't really start making good, like, well, listenable music till maybe around two years ago. And I started posting that, uh, maybe three years ago, uh, posted that, like, posting that on Newgrounds and stuff, and it got, like, I guess a decent amount of views. And then it wasn't until November of 2011 when I started thinking of making pony music, because um, there had been a lot of pony music released back then. Uh, obviously not as much as today, because, like, right now, like, there's a new song getting released, like, every day, or multiple songs. But back then it was just kind of like, oh, every once in a while a new song would pop up. So I was like, oh, okay, might as well try this. Awesome. And then I made some songs, so they got posted on Equestria Daily, and I got some views, and pretty much just went upwards from there. So would you say that you were one of the first Bruni musicians? Not not one of the first. Um, there, there, I know there were a lot before me. But so... like I, I, I think I'd say I was before the huge rush of Bruni musicians that came in 2012. Yeah, but so... definitely not one of the first. Like I think Yerby Bruni, Alex S, they were pretty pretty recent. Yeah, sorry. I mean, what, not, what... not recent, like old. Yeah, what, what I meant to say that um, were you one of the first batch of Bruni musicians to come up from that? Because um, obviously we know that uh, Eurobeat, Alexis, um, even Mando, I think, were and even Tombstone were one of the first that to came out of out of the first generation of the Bruni musicians. Yeah. So you you um, considered to be one of them? I think I I think I'm in the middle actually because mm-hmm. like most of those people they started before me but then I started before a lot of the newer people so I, I wouldn't really consider myself a new mis- a new Brody musician or a veteran one kind of like in the middle kind of ah. like intermediate-ish I oh, guess okay understandable yeah, because with like music anybody could do it it just takes talent and music is somebody's perspective of noise so anyway um, what's your inspiration for creating music? I have a lot of inspirations from different places. Um, when I make remixes from the show, it's mostly when I hear it and I'm like, oh, this could this could sound really good in this style, but I could just change it around. Um, when I make original songs, though, um, I have a lot of different inspirations. Like, sometimes when I'm watching an episode, I was like, oh, this would be cool to kind of, like, put it to song form, like, the ideas around it. And I just kind of go from there. A lot of my inspiration, though, comes from other musicians, like, for pony music, Fuzogs is definitely one of my favorite pony musicians because um, he also does kind of like happy hardcore stuff. His his melodies are just the greatest, and I kind of like I'm jealous of him for his happy melodies. But at the same time, like there's other people like Alex S and Tombstone. They like their production quality is pretty good. So I I like kind of aspire to be as good as them someday. So yeah, I have a lot of inspirations. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. So, how long does it take you to finish a track? It really depends. Most of my tracks, like, I start, I don't, like, finish them in one day or anything. I just kind of, like, build on them for, like, a couple days or weeks or something. And then when I feel like it's ready to be released, I just put it on YouTube. Oh. Um, so, I guess most most of my songs, from start to finish, like, I start weeks before I finish a song, usually. And the total number of hours I work on it varies a lot. I'd say the average is usually around 20-ish for oh, each song. 
Okay, awesome. So, do you uh, work on multiple tracks at the same time, or do you just keep working on one track till that is done? Um, I, I tend to work on multiple ones at the same time. Like, I, I can't really focus myself to one project just for weeks. Like, I just... Whatever I feel like working on that day, then I work on. Like, if I'm, I'm in, like, a kind of uh, dubstep kind of mood. I kind of try to work on that. If I'm in, like, a drum and bass kind of mood, I work on that. So, like, it really depends on how I feel on the day that I'm working on it. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And you said you did remixes, right? Yeah. So what do you look for when remixing a song? I usually look for catchy vocals and stuff that would sound good in my style, in my opinion. So like when I hear a song, I'm like, oh, like I think of how their vocals or whatever would sound in kind of like either a drum step or UK hardcore style, because those are my two main genres. So I kind of think about it and then... I try it out, kind of like a quick little draft in FL Studio, and if I think it sounds good, then I start working on it. And that's pretty much how it comes to be. Oh, so you do a lot of styles. So you said UK, UK, hard UK? What was it again? Uh, it was UK Hardcore. UK Hardcore, oh. Yeah, it, it's like, it, it's a pretty obscure genre, but it's pretty much, it's similar to Happy Hardcore and kind of all those kind of things. Oh, okay. Have you ever doubled in Eurobeat? I haven't, actually. Actually, I think I think I tried it like a couple of years ago, but I wasn't very good, so I didn't try it. But if if I tried it now, I think it would be better, but still not to the level of like Eurobeat Brony or whatever, since that's his main genre. Like true, he, he's true. really he's really good at Eurobeat. That's true. So here's... what would you consider your primary genre? Um, that that's a really difficult one because um, right now I think it's probably UK hardcore or happy hardcore. They're pretty much they're pretty similar. I'm starting to kind of get into more drumstep kind of things, like Boring and my most recent, like, recent song, Boohoo. Um, they're, they're pretty, like, drum and bass kind of drumstep kind of things. Like, they're more mainstream. So a lot of people, oh, like, okay. more people will be able to kind of enjoy it, I guess. But Happy Hardcore is just kind of a niche genre. But at the same time, I have the most fun making it. So I think that's my main genre. Okay. Oh, cool. So, have you done any collaborations? I haven't, actually. Um, I have uh, a lot of people that like came up to me and asked, oh, do you want to collab on something? And I'm like, oh, sure. And then I never hear from them again. So, um, I think I'll move on the question to Dan before I eat up all the time talking. So, <laughs> Dan, don't you have any more questions? Oh, yes, I do. Um, so, you mentioned earlier that you use FL Studio. Do you stick to that or have you tried other software? Um, I haven't actually tried any other software yet. I've been thinking of trying Ableton because I've heard good things about that, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, I'm I'm just like really comfortable with FL Studios like kind of at workflow and style because I've been using it for years, so I'm just really used to it. Um, I'm I'm considering like at least trying other ones though because I've heard good things about them, but probably not. I'm probably not going to switch anytime soon. Okay. So what? So I'm sorry, sorry. Um, before we move on, what? kind of device are you running on uh windows or mac um windows ah okay yeah. because i thought you might be interested in trying to use GarageBand. yeah uh, yeah uh, i think I, I tried GarageBand before and it's it's definitely an interesting program but there's some like functionality things that it doesn't have and have you tried logic uh, pro i haven't i've heard good things about that too but it's for mac only so logic pro actually is that. like the garage band that is open with more power. That's what it yeah. means, actually. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So, um, prior to your brony days, 
Uh, what kind of music did you use to make before that? And what were your sources of inspiration then? Did you make it for a particular fandom or something? Um, no, I, like, I, I didn't make music for any fandom or anything back then. It was just kind of just music. Um, I mostly made kind of just random techno and trance. Uh, just kind of like the kind of generic stuff that you hear everywhere with like a melody and like a bass. But um, I, I kind of experimented a lot with genres too back then. Um, I tried doing some drum and bass and breakcore, and it was pretty cool. But... I wasn't really good at that, so I stopped. I tried some other genres, too. Like, I tried uh, going into house and kind of more upbeat stuff, too, like UK Hardcore, and that's where I really started, like, liking it because it was a lot more fun to produce than other stuff. So, how did Assertive Fluttershy come along, that name? Um, well, I think I, I made it actually a long time ago, probably sometime after seeing Sonic Reboot. And, I don't know, I just kind of find it funny and ironic, because, like, Fluttershy isn't assertive at all. Well, other than the Iron Wheel episode, which hadn't aired when I made my name, by the way. Whoa! Uh, okay. But, yeah, I was like, oh, cool, they used my name. But, uh, anyways, like, I, I just kind of found it, like, ironic and funny, so I used it. And it turned out being, like, canon, so I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, your name is canon! Wow, it came out before it was canon, awesome! Uh, I was already and, a Fatesha before it was really cool. <laughs> and prior to that, what did you used to call yourself? Or did you just go by uh, your name? No, I, I had, like, my, I think my new grad's name was, like, MSX Omega or something. I don't know. It was just a really bad name. Um, like, I made it when I was, like, probably 13 or 14 or whatever, so... Yeah, we always regret those yeah. names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we were younger, we used to use the stupidest name when we were younger. Uh-huh. Yeah, you combine the fandom and a bunch of numbers. Most of your birth year or something like that. Oh, I, I always yeah. hate those people who use their birth years. It's like... Because you can, you can tell how old they are. Like, yeah. Just reading their name and then you're like, oh, that person's like 12. Yeah. Awesome. No, but then when somebody uses the number like 12, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I give up. Uh, anyway. Then, more questions? So, do you have any experience in music, as in, um, do you study music formally? Um, I had, uh, I, I'd taken piano lessons, I think, from grade 5 until about grade 10. So, that's about, I guess, five years of piano. Grade 10, um, which course are you on? Pardon? Grade 10, which course are you on? Um, you mean, like, the piano, or, like... Yeah, the piano, because, uh, I didn't know there was a grade 10... <laughs> Then it's oh, no, no, like, like, I meant, like, uh, grade 10 in school, like... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm at grade 8, and after grade 8, it's diploma. Where do they have grade 10? <laughs> I, I got up to, like, uh, grade 6 in piano, and then I stopped. But, oh, like, okay. I was in uh, grade 10 of school, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right. poor confusing po- uh, Dan Pony. <laughs> so anyway, when you, and, um, yeah, sorry? Oh, uh, I also played the trumpet from grade... School grade six to ten, also. So, yeah. Did you consider doing a collaboration with one of our previous interviewees, uh, Jesse Carlson? He's a ska artist. Oh, that's cool. So, um, um, I have, yeah. I haven't touched my trumpet in like probably three years though, so oh, okay. I don't know about that. Um, do you do any acoustic music recording? Um, I don't. Um, I played like in a couple kind of like coffeehouse things with trumpet, but I haven't made any recordings or anything with acoustic stuff. Oh, okay. 
Okay, and um, since you use uh, Fruity Loops, I'm not very familiar with the interface of Fruity Loops, but do you prefer editing on piano roll or by score? Um, I, I, I use, I like piano roll for like actual, like, notes. Like, sc score is good when you're trying to kind of think of orchestral stuff, but piano roll is definitely a lot more efficient, in my opinion. Okay, so for that matter, do you prefer to program in your notes, or do you actually enter through MIDI, like, with a keyboard or anything? Um, right now, I, I just use, like, uh, I just enter them because I don't have a keyboard available, but, um, like, when I was at home, I actually used to use, like, like you know that Rockman keyboard from Rockman 3? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, like, I actually used to use that as a MIDI input for, like, It works as a MIDI input? Yeah, it does. It has, like, a MIDI out, and you just need the cable, and it works. Rock band wow. helping musicians all over the world. I mean, we had a previous interview with uh, Mills, and he used the rock band mic for his recording uh, to record a guitar, and now you can use a rock band keyboard for media. I think I need to get rock band. <laughs> there is rock band yeah. for PC. There is rock band for PC. Yep. Is is there? I think so. Yeah, because um, uh, one of our previous guests, um, Excalibur, he did some remix. Well, not really remix. He did some modifications for Rock Band on PC. He did the, oh, um, he did one of the Living Tombstone song and converted it for Rock Band. There is performance for PC, which is the PC equivalent to Rock Band. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, then done with questions. Yep, done. Okay, so you said you play trumpet and piano, right? So what other yeah. musical instruments do you play? Actually, those are those are pretty much the only two I know how to play. I want to learn guitar, but I just haven't really had the time to sit down and just kind of learn stuff. Like I can play like one or two chords, but that's pretty much it. You can learn from YouTube, actually. Yeah, like I don't think it's actually too hard to learn guitar. It's just that I haven't really spent uh, taken the time to just kind of try to try. I mean, learning to play is easy, but learning to perform the guitar is much harder. Yeah. True. True. That's true. Now, time for the other set of questions that we invited you on. Well, not really me, but mostly Emilio. And since he <laughs> can't be here, I have to take responsibility. Thanks, Emilio. Anyway, I heard from my other crew member that you did a collaboration album. And it was for charity, was it? Yep. So, basically, it's a charity album to help a foundation called Rioa. And it's on the, it's in Uganda, and it helps uh, stop the spread of HIV and AIDS. So it's a pretty good cause. Awesome. So how did you find out about this charity event? Or, yeah, how did you find out about this event? Um, there was a post on Reddit about it, and I was pretty interested. So basically, I just signed up and got put onto a team. How does this event work? What's the whole deal? Because you said team. How does it work? Because... You have okay, six uh, teams? Or, well, how does it work? Yeah. Um, basically, we had one team for each of the main six ponies. So, like, Rainbow Dash, Fluttershy, Twilight Sparkle, Rarity, uh, Pinkie Pie, and Applejack. So, basically, each team had, like, a month to make an album of songs. Like, we weren't really really given any kind of specifications or anything. It was just, like, make an album, make it cool, and it's for charity. So, basically, we just kind of got in a Skype group, talked about it, discussed, and made songs. And at the end, like, all six albums were put onto Bandcamp. And pretty much the album that made the most money for charity won the competition. But there wasn't really a prize or anything. It was just kind of, like, saying, like, oh, I won. And Amy. that's pretty much it. 
Oh, okay. So awesome. So this is a Reddit post. So I'm guessing that you frequent Reddit a lot then? Yeah, I, I go on Reddit a lot. Like, I don't really post much, but I, I go on it pretty much every day. Oh, okay. He was sort of bonified through Reddit, so I guess, yeah, pretty frequent. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you would say that I don't post on Reddit much, but when I do, I do it for charity. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. So anyway, um, you got into a group with my crew member, Emilio. So how did that process work? Was it random or did you pick? Yeah, like you can either like make it random or you can choose a team uh, to go on. And I chose Fluttershy because like, she's my favorite pony. So it just happened that Emilio was on the team. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, okay. Awesome. And that moment that night, he Facebook message was like, Daniel, Daniel, check who's on my team! Check who's on my team! <laughs> Uh, so, uh, how how was it working on the album? How was the work schedule like? Well, at first we had a bunch of ideas. Like, we we were kind of gonna try to do something around centered around a fanfic, but then I don't know, it kind of fell apart afterwards. And we just kind of each kind of did our own thing. And a couple of the members had to drop out because of personal reasons. So we, I think, only ended up, ended up with five people out of the seven oh. that originally signed up. So. Yeah, and at the end, we were really rushing because I think we only had maybe two or three songs done out of the seven we needed. So the last week, we just kind of just like tried our best to finish everything, push everything out. Ooh. And I think, it, I think it turned out pretty well. I think, I think our team won the competition. So oh, pretty awesome. Congratulations. So basically, the competition is one team considers to be one album and each person needs to create a track. It wasn't necessarily each person need to make a track, but you just need to have like an album made of tracks. I think it was seven tracks maximum. Oh. So like you can have like one person who makes like five tracks and the other people all just make the two if you wanted, I guess. But mostly it was spread out for us. I think I, I made two tracks on there. Well, one original and one remix because we, we were like five people, but it, it was pretty spread out along us, I think. Okay, if I remember right, one of the rules said that all the tracks must be an original track. Am I right? We were allowed remixes, but as long as they were like significantly different from the original. Mm, okay. So, because Emilio told me about it, and I read a few rules about it, and one of the rules I noticed was all of the songs must be an original, and if it's not, I don't know. The word says that all of the songs must be original, and if you cheated, we'll find out. <laughs> Oh yeah, I think I think it just means that like you have to actually make the song and not just steal it from someone. Ah, so, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. And then like, uh, were there any limitations on what kind of music you could put into the album that then like restrict certain genres, or was it completely um, open but free for all? I'm pretty sure it was just completely open because like a lot of the albums were a lot of different styles. Like ours was mostly electronic kind of music, and then I think it was Team Rarity. Most of their stuff was acoustic stuff, so. It was definitely, there's definitely a lot of variation in genre. Hmm. Okay. That's awesome. And Applejack is all going to be country western. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it would. I mean, rarity, yeah, acoustic makes sense as well. I mean, Team Pinky would be totally bonkers. No, and like, Team Pinky is going to be dubstep all the way. Yeah. Dubstep. Dubstep all the way. And then, like, uh, how do you say... I mean, I remember Emilio telling me about this, and I was like, what, you want me to join? You know my music sucks. And how do you, how do you, um, you know, for musicians out there, budding musicians who want to get their stuff out, do you have any advice for them? And also, how would you, um, you know, refer to them to competitions like these where they can get their stuff out? 
Um, a good way is just kind of just look around for opportunities everywhere. If there's like a contest going on, join it. If like, because there's a lot of remix contests going on, and I like, there's a lot of people that join too. So your chances of winning, like everyone's chances of winning, are really slim. Like Alex S didn't even win the thing he entered in. So oh, he entered the event that you did. Was it constellation? No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was the um, it was a Skrillex remix contest actually on Beatport. So oh. it was it was pretty wow. big. Um, he actually got like close to the top of votes, but then he he didn't win. So oh. yeah, but he, like. Oh, like there's a lot of competition, but a good way is just kind of like network yourself, have, have kind of a good like portfolio of songs that you can kind of just refer to, and um, a, a good way to try to improve yourself is to look at popular like musicians and think about like why why does this sound good? Why does this make sense? And kind of analyze their music and try to apply it to your own music too, like. A good way to figure out what people do is by kind of just trying to imitate their music. So, like recreating their songs in your own thing, because you learn you learn a lot by doing that. Because there's some things that you don't know how to do that you kind of just try to figure out on yourself, and it works. Oh. So, that's that's definitely one good way to go about it. Awesome. And um, how did you get involved in Balloon Party? Was it through My Little Remix? I think I think it's because of all the teasers coming out, and I was like, wait, what's this Balloon Party thing? Then I looked it up and I was like, "Oh, that's cool," because like I don't I don't really go on my little remix that much. Um, I maybe like five posts or something, <laughs> but like their their events are pretty cool, so I join most of them. Uh, like nowadays, like I joined Remix Four or Five, and I'm planning on joining the upcoming Balloon Party album, which I think is next spring or something. There's another one. Not... Yeah, they're they're making another one. It's called Ooh. like. It's called Rainbow and Rooted. Like it's kind of a parody of Camo and Crooked. All right, uh, because uh, I'm 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 actually also looking to see if I can participate in that one. Because uh, is it also via my little remix? And yeah, like it's open for anyone to enter. So just go for it. Awesome. Um, uh, I think you might want to know. Like a work in progress is due by February 10th or something. So because they want to see what you have going on. So just have something ready by then to show. So Alex, where can people get this charity album? If you go to mylittlesubreddit.bandcamp.com, you'll see all six albums on there, and you can buy them for fifty cents. Or if you click on them, there's a little free download link um, on the in the description. So if you can't pay online for some reason, then you can just use that download. So basically, it's each song or each album for fifty cents. Yeah, each album for fifty cents. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah, you can get all of them for three but three dollars, or if you don't want to pay, then you can just get all of them for free. So yeah, it's up to you. Okay, cool. And with that, I think those are the questions. Um, unless we got more, then you got more. No, oh, I'm done. Okay, cool. So, um, thanks again, Alex, for answering our derpy little questions. No problem. And I wish you success in the album, and I hope you guys win. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I think they already got one heck of a head start because the whole uh, from the last check that I had with Emilio, there was a three. It, it, the whole project raised three hundred dollars, and Team Fluttershy alone raised one hundred out of the three hundred. Because everybody loves Fluttershy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Especially because it's the assertive version. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so You're anyway. not gonna expect to go inside there and hear like lullabies and stuff like that. Oh, hell no. <laughs> so anyway, moving on to the next topic, it's shoutouts. So, my shoutout for this week goes to you, Alex. Thank you for being on the show. No problem. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure to have you on. And even though it was derpy, we still managed to have a good conversation. So, Daniel, what about you? Nah, no shoutouts this week. I've been so busy studying and doing stuff all week long. So now it's like, finally the semester is over. And I mean, I would like to shout out to the whole world. But no, I can't because exams are coming. Oh, <laughs> uh, snaps. So anyway, uh, Alex, do you have anyone to shout out to? I'll, sh- I'll have a shout out to all my subscribers, I guess. Because yeah. they're cool. So anyway, if you have any... Are you any... coming to Malaysia anytime soon? <laughs> uh, I don't think anytime soon, but if I do, then I'll see. I'll, I'll let you guys know. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, just before you go, do you have any questions for us here down in Malaysia? Like, um, how was your father's hometown doing? Kind of something like that. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Other than um, the food's really good there. I'll just let you guys know that. Oh, yes. Definitely. Okay, cool. So have, you tried dur- have you tried durian? Yes, I have. Oh my god, it smells so bad, but it tastes so good. Awesome! <laughs> Any more you questions? Do know, you do know we made Ronitai talk about that. Nah, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> just, had, just had to get the durian one out of the way, especially like, you know, now that I said that, shout out to Winston Ong, yeah. Because you like durians. Yeah. Okie dokie dokie then. So, um. Done? No more questions? Seriously? I'm done. Okay. So if you have any more questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, or you just want to talk to us, you can contact us at mbsshow at gmail.com. And you can also reach us on Twitter. The show's account is at the MBS Show, and I'm at Roman Sanzo. And I'm at St. Piki, S-T-P-I-S-P-I-E. And Alex, do you have a Twitter page? I do not have a, uh, a Twitter page. I should probably make one, though. Well, like, I have an account, but I, I haven't posted anything on it because I use it for, like, random... Competitions? Um, like, signing up for stuff. Ah. Like, that uses Twitter. Ah. But, yeah. I, I have, like, some followers, though, which is really weird because I haven't posted it anywhere. So, <laughs> what is the yeah. name? Do you use Assertive Fluttershy? Yeah, except Assertive Fluttershy did fit when it when was signing me up, but it didn't tell me that, so it just cut it off halfway. So it's Assertive... Too long, F-L- Yeah, it was too long, so I used... Assertive, F L F L U T T E. Yeah. So I was like, okay, sure, might as well. I'm not sure if we want to promote that since you might change be changing to a better one later on. Yeah. And also please subscribe and rate us on iTunes and also like our Facebook page. Links will be provided in the show notes. So I've been Norman Sanzo. I've been Daniel Anthony. I've been Alex Wong, aka Assertive Fluttershy. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Ciao.
And in today's housekeeping, I would like to derp. Uh, <laughs> okay. There's no script in front of me, so it's hard to. Okay, um, three, two, one. <laughs>